You're listening to Rhema for Today. We don't have to get in a deep theological discussion. Just using a little bit of common sense and passages from the Word of God in the context, and we can come up with this idea that God is not making people sick. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Tomorrow is the last day. Right now, let's join Kenneth Hagan's teaching, Executing the Basics of Healing. We're going to continue to talk about healing. Remember, we started talking about healing, and uh, we talked about healing, and it was God at work, and how, how Jesus was anointed to go around to heal people. Now, what we need to understand, that healing has always been God's idea. God has always been opposed to sickness, all the way back into the Old Testament. God has been opposed to sickness all the way back. God had a provision of healing with his covenant people. If sickness was his will and if he wanted people to be sick, I do not think that he would have made provision for healing. I mean, it's a waste of your time if you spend a lot of time making provision for something that you don't want done. How many of you on your job have ever had the boss cause you to spend a lot of time making provision for something that the company didn't want? Hello? See, sometimes we need to use some logic. Sometimes we need to use our own head and our own thinking instead of letting everybody else tell us how it's supposed to be. Now, look at Exodus 15. Exodus 15. That's the place we're going to start is Exodus 15. Exodus 15. I think you know where I'm going. If you know any, if studied any about healing, you know exactly where I'm headed. Exodus 15. All right. Now, in Exodus 15, 26, if thou wilt diligently hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put... None of these diseases upon thee which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now, there are some that say that this, the Hebrew here, should be permit. But if you will study the Word of God in its entirety and in its context, you will find that it would seem reasonable for the word there to be permit because of the teaching in the rest of the word of God. Go look at the word of God and look at God in context to other scripture and see if it does not 
seem more feasible to use the word permit here in this. Does that not seem to be more feasible with your thinking as you have studied on this subject of healing in the word of God? So uh, we won't split hairs. We just say, but I do know this healing is for us. And I do know this, according to the word of God, God doesn't make people sick. Because it says in the New Testament how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. So if God was making people sick, it would have to say those that were sick because God made them sick. And then besides that, house divided against itself will not stand, it says in the word of God. And that would be God making them sick and then turning around and anointing his son to go heal them. You see, if we just use a little bit of common sense, we don't have to get in a deep theological discussion. Just using a little bit of common sense and passages from the Word of God in the context, and we can come up with this idea that God is not making people sick. Notice, He isn't the Lord who made them sick. He's the Lord that healed them. It didn't say, I am the Lord that makes you sick. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Correctly translated, Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord that healeth thee. All right? Now, you see, Satan is the God of this world. We studied that. We learned that last time. Second Corinthians. It's found in 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. It said that Satan became the God of this world, does it not? All right. We got that out of the way now. So then, the devil is the one that makes you sick. Jesus is the one that heals. God is the one that heals. Healing is God's idea from way back, not man's. Now, as long as Israel walked in the covenant, he took sickness away from among them. Look here in Exodus 23, 25 and 26. And you shall serve the Lord God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. There shall nothing cast their young. In other words, no young will be born before they're supposed to. No, no one will be barren in the whole land. And the number of thy days, I will, the number of thy days I will fulfill. And you shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless your water and your bread, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. Now, go back and remember the one thing that we talked about that was very strong. You shall love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, with all of thy mind and with all of thy soul, right? 
You see, you have to do that. Now, remember this. The covenant, walking under the covenant is what keeps you from being sick and that's where the healing is. If you get sick. What do I mean by walking into the covenant? I mean living for God. I mean doing what God says in the Bible. I mean accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Going on with water baptism. Going on and being filled with the Spirit according to Acts 2.4. With the speaking in tongues. And living under the covenant. How many of you have ever made a pact with somebody? Kids, when we were younger, we used to do this. I don't know whether the kids still do or not, but you make a pact with your buddy. Dave and Nick and Bob, we've known one another since we were about 17 years old. We, we, we have agreements with one another. You know, uh, these things mean something to you. How many of you have pacts or agreement or a covenant with friends or somebody else? How many of you do know what I'm talking about? They mean something, don't they? Well, God made a covenant with us. It's the blood covenant. Amen? He said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. Sinners plunge beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stain. Talking about salvation. Without the shedding of blood, there was no remission of sin, the word says. This covenant was established. Now you go back into the history of this country. And, of course, Oklahoma became Indian Territory. But uh, they used to have a ceremony in which uh, they would cut their wrist, bind their wrist together and become blood brothers. Sam Houston, the great Sam Houston became a blood brother with the Cherokee tribe, I believe it was, that he was. In fact, he gave up his position in Washington and went and lived with them because they treated them wrongly. Then, of course, he led the fight to defeat uh, the Mexican army after the fight at the Alamo and became the president of the nation of Texas. That was an individual nation of its own from March 1836 until December of 1845. The state of Texas has every resource that is needed to operate individually of anybody else. We have seaports, we have oil, we have gas, we have everything in the state of Texas. Just give you a little history lesson about the great state of Texas. We grow cotton and we grow sister's fruit and we have wheat and we have cattle. I mean, everything is there is needed to operate a nation. We don't have to have anything from an outside source. In fact, if it was not for part of the oil that comes out of Texas and off of the Gulf Coast down there, the rest of the nation would be in trouble. I'm serious. There was a blood covenant there with his Cherokee brothers. You have entered into a covenant with God. 
through the shedding of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ on Calvary. And through the blood that was shed by the stripes that was put on his back for our healing. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first item in this offer is the book from Kenneth E. Hagan, What to Do When Faith Seems Weak and Victory Lost. The next item is the two-CD set from Kenneth Hagan, Defeating the Giants in Your Life. All this for the special price of $15.95. That's $9 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. People are asking all the time about... Uh... Rama and what we've got going on. Well, uh, if you go to rama.org, you can find out everything that we have ha- have going on around That's right. here. Uh, we also have a Rama USA app that yes. you can get on iPhone, iPod, Android, or Google Play. That's right. And we have a, Rook, a Rook, Roku. Roku channel, and we've got over fifty thousand. Sub- subscribers. That's right. And so, and and if you just go to rhema.org, it's got all of that. You can find it right there. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth Hagen's life-changing teaching. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.